0: You're listening to Mental Work. I'm your host, Bronwyn, an early career psychologist based in Australia. And this is the podcast taking a closer look at the challenges faced by early career mental health professionals so they don't have to go it alone. Hello, mental workers, and welcome back to Mental Work. Do you ever struggle with keeping up with notes? You are not alone. Many mental health professionals struggle with this task. We find it tedious, boring, onerous. We leave it till the end of the day or not at all. Given this, it's really tempting to not take notes or skimp on them or leave them for a month or two. I want to talk today about why it's important to take notes and how to actually make your life easier with coming up with a system for taking notes. This is something that I think is really important for early career mental health professionals because we get training on how to do therapy in our courses and through work experience, but we don't really get guidance on how to make our work more efficient and help us to get through it. I know for me at least that taking notes and having that Burden on me, it really is a factor for burnout. I'm like, oh gosh, I've got to take these notes. I've already done therapy all day, and now I've got to spend time doing this. It's really, it really takes a huge mental load, even more than the mental work. So, why are notes important? Well, we know why they're important intellectually. We know that we have to keep notes. So, as part of being a mental health professional, its legal obligation, as well as a workplace obligation to keep accurate and detailed records of what's happening and what services you are delivering. So I guess that's the intellectual reason. And it's also effective for that if we ever have to end treatment with a client, then we've got a record of what we've done. So another clinician can pick up and know exactly what we've done and where to leave off and keep on going with that client. Another reason is actually to help us. So we've got a record of what we've done and where we're going next and how the client is going or not responding to treatment. It's a really good memory aid to know what you've done with the client, especially when you have a huge caseload. And it really helps us that way. I know taking notes has gotten me out of heaps of situations where I've, got, I've always got a genogram of the patient's family and then, I'll, and then I'll get it up and I'll be like, oh yes, like your sister who does this. So it's really helpful to take notes. The reason why we feel like we can skimp on them is because sometimes we don't make them important or meaningful. They're just actually a tick box exercise. When actually, if we make our notes important and useful to us, we're not only more motivated to do them, but we can use them and improve treatment for clients. Let's talk about then how do you take notes and what do you put in your notes? Okay. Okay. My personal experience with this is that it's taken me so long. I'm really good at systems, actually. I really love details and am focused on systems, and it's taken me years to get a system that I am okay with. Initially, when I started taking notes, when I was a provisional psychologist, my first template that I had was two pages long. I know. That is so long. And yes, it took me forever to take notes. I just thought everything was important that the client was telling me and that it all need to be jotted down. Then I discovered that it doesn't. No, it doesn't actually have to all be written down. And eventually my notes template went down to a page. I was happy with that. I think I used that for a few years and maybe over the past year, I've gotten it down to half a page and listener this is so much better, so much more effective. And what do I put in my notes? There are a few kind of note-taking systems. One is this popular acronym called SOAP, and that stands for Subjective Objective Assessment and Plan. Whenever I looked at the SOAP method, I thought, this is really good if you're in a hospital, I reckon. And you need to, and you're doing quick assessments. So say you're seeing a patient for 15 minutes, you've got the subjective, how they're feeling. You've got the objective, what you observe. The assessment is bringing those two pieces of information together. And then your plan is what you did and where you're going to go. I always find it really confusing. And I'm sure you've experienced this too. When you're in therapy with client, they don't come in and they're like, here's my subjective report. Okay, now here's my objective report. And then you've got time to kind of formulate that assessment. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, they don't do that. It's messy. And for me, I found that the soap was really impractical. So I did read, I did try and like Google widely. I tried to consult my professional body to see what they had. And I kind of just took bits and pieces from all these readings and then compiled it into my own template. Of course, I had the basics and the basics are pretty much what comprise my template right now. But you want to have in your notes, a kind of mental state assessment. so that is. How the client appears to you, so their thinking, feeling, and behaviour are they all within the normal range, or is there something that's not quite in the normal range and outside of it? Then you want to detail what interventions you delivered. Preferably, you'd want to have a rationale for why you did those things, and you want the client's reaction as well. So, did they respond favourably to the intervention or not? Were they like, "Yeah, not not doing this"? All of that is important data. The other thing that's really important is to note progress. So you can either note that with doing a survey every session. So there's this outcome monitoring and you can give your clients, um, say the session rating scale or the outcome rating scale. They're both by Scott Miller and they're freely available. You can give that to a client every session and you can see their progress that way. You can also do a subjective uh, assessment of progress and you can write that in your notes. I do that and then I've literally just changed this, but I had a section that was stuff we talked about, and I've changed it to anything else important to note. And then my favorite section is what we will do next session to keep progressing. You want to have a plan based off the current session for what you'll do next session. I've also got weeks until next session. I used to have date of next session, but then I found it too onerous to look up the date that they were having next session. If it wasn't, if I'd already pre-arranged the appointment, then I'd have to look up the date and then that would take extra time. So essentially what you want with notes, if I could summarize it, is that it is a comprehensive but not onerous summary of what you were doing with your client, your plan and any updates to your assessment. So let's say you assessed them as having anxiety disorder and then they come in five sessions later and then they say, oh yes, and I'm using cannabis every day. You would then have to incorporate that into your assessment and your notes are a great way to keep track of that. You also want to be thinking, would another clinician look at this and be able to understand what I've done and why? Would it make sense to them? We know that health professionals, they do get disciplined for not keeping accurate notes and comprehensive notes. So it is something crucial, but we don't want it to contribute to our burnout. Okay. Moving along. I want to tell you what I have in my progress note template. And yes, I recommend a template. And then what I'll do is I'll flag how I take notes And I'll actually share these resources with you as well. One thing I do want to stress is that you need to have a system that works for you. A good rule of thumb would be if you can't do your notes in five minutes for one client, you're taking too long. That'll be burnout central for you. And you're probably recording information that you don't need to record. So unless there's a crisis situation, you need to more carefully and more detailed have a writing out of what happened, then you don't need to spend more than five minutes for every client. For me, I've got it down pat for maybe three to four minutes for every client, and I'm pretty happy with that. In my notes, I have the date of the session, the time. In brackets, I've got 50 minutes. I've got number of sessions. So I work within Medicare. So it would be like session two of six. I've got the mode of delivery. So I've got check boxes that say face to face video and phone. And my notes are very client focused. So I figured that if a client was to ask me what I'm writing and actually want to have a look at their note, it would make sense to them, but it also makes sense to any clinician. Some mental health professionals don't do this. They use the terms intervention and mental state assessment. I just prefer to do it this way. So in my note, I've got how you appeared to me and I've got a checkbox that says thinking, feelings, behavior within normal range. And then I've got something next to it that says notable. So I can capture anything that's out of the normal range. The next box is what we did, why, and your reaction. Then I've got progress since last session, and I've actually got a scale where I can be like, ah, is no change happening? And I find that really helpful because then I can look back on previous sessions and be like, if I've rated no change for the previous three sessions, then I probably need to have a chat with the client about what's happening and have a think about, is change actually happening? Underneath that, I've got change efforts you made and any setbacks you experienced. So in the change efforts you made, this is where I'm reporting that the client is like, yeah, and I went for a roller skate the other day and then I visited the museum and these are big things to them. And then I've got setbacks to This is where I'm writing that the client is like, I got kicked out of home. I broke up with my girlfriend. And of course that impacts on progress. Underneath that, I've got anything else important to note. So sometimes clients will be like, write that down. That's really important. And then I will write that down. Finally the last box I have is what we'll do next session to keep progressing. I love doing this at the end of session and I think that's the best time rather than leaving notes to the end of the day because it's fresh in your mind. You've had the session, you know exactly what you did, you know what you need to do next time and you might have already agreed with the client what you're going to do next time. I will be like, "Okay, we did this, how about next time we do that?" And I'll write that down in this box. Really handy. And it also saves on preparation for sessions because you know exactly what you were doing. So If I could only say one thing, it would be at the end of the session, plan for the next session. It's so much easier. Then I've got weeks until next session and I've got tick boxes again. You might be seeing a theme here, tick boxes are life. And I've got one, two, three, four, as needed or other with weeks until the next session. And then I have my signature. Because I'm working by myself in private practice, of course, I know who I am. But for you, if you're working in a workplace, I know my workplace preferred that I write one Milken, psychologist, and then put my signature. And when I was working in hospital, that what, that's what they preferred as well. Again, I want to stress the key thing is getting down the time. I know for a lot of folks, you need to upload your notes to your workplace's note system. So it's online. So not only are you taking the note, but then you have to scan and upload it. I used to have to do that as well. And that takes a bit of time. You can actually get that process pretty efficient if you download a scanning app on your phone, and that is really good. So, I've jumped ahead of myself, but what I want to talk about next is how to take your notes. So, you've got what you're putting in the notes, and then we want to get an efficient, lovely system. There are a few different options. You can do your traditional pen and paper, you can type your notes directly into your online software, you can do voice taking, not something I've explored, but some people are really liking it, and you can do digital note-taking as well. I do the digital note-taking. I used to do pen and paper, but when I got my iPad and set that all up, I never went back. I love using the iPad because with paper, it was so annoying having to get ink all the time to think about restocking on paper for the printer to make sure that the printer was working. And yeah, it took a lot of time. And I'm just like, I ain't got the mental space to have time for this. So I use the iPad to take my notes. I use an app called GoodNotes. There's also another one called Notability, but you can use lots of different types of tablets to actually take notes. Remarkable is one brand that a lot of folks are getting on, and that is specifically designed for note-taking. The iPad is not specifically designed for note-taking, but you can get covers on the iPad screen that make it more paper-like. And the one that I use is called PaperLike. If you want to know more about how I take notes using the iPad, I actually did create a YouTube video for it about six months ago, and I'll post a link to that in the show notes. With digital note taking, I just think it's fantastic. You can keep track of it, you can use cloud storage. And so I'm never going to lose my notes because it's always linked to my cloud storage and synced there straight away. And that's part of the reason why I can keep my note taking down to three or four minutes for every client because it's actually just there. I don't have to do any other tech stuff and it's all set up. That said, if you've never used an iPad before, it does take a while to get used to the gestures and actually getting that pretty slick when you're with the client. I fortunately uh, went to digital when COVID was first coming about. And so my workplace had moved to telehealth only and actually fumbling about with my iPad was something that the clients did not see because I was doing telehealth and they didn't see me being like, okay, yeah, yeah, I've, I've got this. And I'm like scrolling back between a t- few different screens and be like, what am I doing? So it actually takes a bit of practice with the iPad. And I think it does take a bit of an adjustment with other systems as well. But if you are interested in doing electronic notes, I would totally recommend it. And finally, I'll just say when to do your notes. I already covered this a little bit, but I just want to emphasize that it's best to do your notes after every session. For me, I do schedule 25 minutes between every client, and that enables me enough time to go and take a toilet break, to stand up, and to do my notes. So I've got no excuse. I just find at the end of the day that I just can't remember and it's too much and i actually just want to go home as well so it's really tempting to not do my notes and then just go home so in a way i kind of force myself to do it i would highly recommend that you find a way to force yourself to do it as well it's very rewarding when you actually use your notes well and one thing as well is that you remember more about your client than you think so with my half pl- half page template It was really challenging myself to kind of let go of this fear that I wouldn't remember anything about the clients. But when I restricted myself to three or four lines, I was like, yeah, that's all I need. So it's really good to actually challenge yourself in that way and be like, yep, I can actually go off of sessions just using three or four lines and I can roll with it. Trust me, you'll get a bit more confidence. And I am also getting more confidence and refining my system still. I've also got another template that I use for reflection. And I'm trying to work out how to integrate that a bit more. So then again, I force myself to do it because I don't do it enough. Okay. I hope that was really helpful to you and just getting your brain ticking over with, okay, I need a template. I need to make a half a page. Let's challenge myself. Do I want to investigate electronic options? Or maybe I just want to stick with pen and paper for now. Whatever it's inspired you to think or to do, I've got a link to my notes template in the show notes. And I've also got a link to the YouTube video if you want to find out more. That's it for now. Take care and catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Mental Work, the podcast for early career mental health professionals. If you're loving the show and don't want to miss an episode, press subscribe on your podcast listening app. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous ones, leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Spotify. What topics would you enjoy hearing us talk about on the show? We'd love to hear from you. Email us your suggestions at mentalworkpodcast at gmail.com. Have a good one and see you next time.